heard me say this on the podcast before because I'm quick to reference them, but I have an awesome group of girlfriends that I meet with weekly for accountability and spiritual encouragement and honestly, just for fun. We've been meeting together every Thursday for almost two years now. And much like everything else, we did have to pivot to Zoom mid-pandemic, but our commitment to each other has only strengthened. One thing we have done that has been different than some other small groups or Bible studies I've been a part of in the past is that this group doesn't really have any goal of arriving anywhere. And what I mean by that is that we're just committed to continue learning about each other, growing together. We do know a lot about each other. We've gone through a lot together. But we also recognize that There's just endless goodness to discover about one another. And we've decided to be learners in our friendship instead of, okay, we know all we need to know. Let's just move on. One way we do this is by doing rounds of random questions every now and then. The other night was one of these nights and it got to me and someone said, okay, Lee, tell me about a time when you've had a home project go wrong. Everyone giggled because all the girls know I'm the craft project queen of the group. I live to paint my walls or find an area to transform. I have certainly done no less than 564 home projects since the pandemic started. One of them quipped very incorrectly, I might add. Okay, Lee, be honest. Have you even ever had a home project go wrong? Have you ever failed at them? Because your Instagram says no. To which I cackled, out loud, um, my how fickle and totally dishonest Instagram can be. No, I told the truth. For every one successful home project that you might see on my Instagram or in real life at my house, I have five failures, halfway attempted and gone to die somewhere in my garage. I've thought a lot about that conversation with my girlfriend since that night. That conversation reminds me of how I have treated my successes, my life wins. I'm always quick to share when the moments in my life are really magical and great. It's easy to make it all seem so easy, so put together, effortless, perfect. But what people don't often see are the heaps of failures that those victories are built on. And why don't they see them? Because I don't show them. And I don't show them because I don't want to. I don't want it to seem like it was hard for me. That it didn't work out somehow. And that's true of way beyond home projects. But honestly, maybe the things that help me get to the sweet moments, the perfect looks that you see, maybe they're not actually failures at all. Maybe they're just part of the journey. And maybe if I would stop viewing them as failures, I'll stop being so quick to hide them from other people. So, as you know, I always set my New Year's resolutions really late. But that's my resolution. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to try to be more honest about the things that don't work. So if you too are in the middle of a project or a friendship or a relationship that seems like a failure that you just like to throw into the dark corners of the garage of your life, consider keeping it in the light with me. Maybe together we can thank the things that don't work for getting us just one step closer 
to the things that do. Welcome to the table. Welcome back to... Oh, great job. <laughs> I'm, I'm a really good host, aren't I? <laughs> I'm a really good podcast host. <laughs> hey, friends. How's everybody doing? Good. Well, we have another week of our glorious podcast. So we're going to start us out because it's February. I figured we should just be smart and know stuff. What do you guys think? Yeah. Always well, I into mean, that. some of us already... <laughs> Always I mean, into that. No Kate more. said no. I'm always hey, into that. You know, last time I learned something new about Valentine's Day, so now I can yes. continue on spoons. Who knew about that? I learned on I the know. last time that, that Lee's point system doesn't make <laughs> any good sense. Coming. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He's better. got some bitterness from the last podcast. It's just because it's um, the person that he actually could win. So February, as you guys know, is Black History Month. And so we're just going to, I'm going to share a few facts and we're just going to, you're just going to learn some smart things. Learn some things. Learning. I like so, that. Um, the celebration of Black History Month began as Negro, Negro History Week, which was created in 1926 by Carter Woodson, a noted African-American historian, scholar, educator, and publisher. Huh. And it became a month-long celebration, not until 1976. And they chose February to coincide with the birthdays of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And oh, fun fact, yeah. fun fact, the UK and Netherlands, though, they celebrate Black History Month in October. Oh, so, cool. <laughs> as long as you celebrate it one month, I guess they decided October did, was what, good for them. Yeah, why did they <laughs> choose yeah, did they October? Choose I don't know. <laughs> they just said they wanted October. <laughs> Maybe huh. that's significant to their culture. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. their culture, their country. Yeah. 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 So, um, thank Lisa. I'm going to say her last name wrong. Gelbiter, she invented the GIF. So we have her to thank for adding humor to our texts the, and the Twitters. GIF or, or the GIF? The GIF GIF. Is it a GIF or a GIF? GIF is peanut butter. GIF is... Okay, okay. GIF yeah. or GIF. I thought it was GIF. GIF is the peanut butter. GIF I, is I think the, it's GIF. Okay, GIF. Yeah. And no. while we're talking about peanut butter... I think that oh my gosh. I think that Peter Pan peanut butter is better than Jif. Uh, Skippy <laughs> okay. all the way. Hot Just take, mm. crunchy is better than smooth. No. <laughs> I used to be a crunchy guy solely. Like oh there was gosh. no way I was going to make sandwich. I hate that he just said I used to be a crunchy guy. <laughs> but that now makes my teeth feel weird. Now I'm just all about the creamy. Like I don't know. It's kind of like I don't I don't need oh, extra yeah, creamy. stuff. I, in it. I said it was smooth. I'll do either. <laughs> I like both. Smooth. Wait, wait, going back to the the Jif gif thing. Yeah. Uh, what was the lady's name? Her name is Lisa Gelbiter. Oh. Yeah. Can we ask her? Uh, yeah, maybe we should there, ask Maybe her. there was like in her name, like maybe it was Gifticker or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Good, good thought. So, yeah, good thought. I don't know. But clearly um, it's not. So. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Kathy Williams became the first and only female Buffalo soldier wow. in 1866. Nice. 
She posed as a male for two years wow. until doctors discovered she was a woman, which led to immediate discharge. That's I like Mulan. That's exactly that, what I yeah. thought of. I think there's Mulan. a documentary on that, Watch actually. Mulan, yeah. I know. I really? thought that would I'm be a really cool sure. movie. Oh, I bet it is a movie. It probably pretty, is a movie. Yeah. If you guys know this movie, I love let this. Us know. This is like hidden figures. I like yeah, this. yeah. Okay. So let's see here. Mathematician and scientist Benjamin Banneker is credited for designing the layout of Washington, D.C. Hmm. I thought that was so unique. I love that. Like he designed He's Washington. He's a city planner. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty there's all sorts of details in like how they planned Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. too, right? Like yeah. the capital, like of how you would be able to see things, and like when uh, people from other countries would come in, like mm -hmm. how they would the view focal it. And point. Stuff. It's so yeah. noted though that like Washington D.C. Is, was built by slaves, right? Yes. Like yeah. that's come up a lot lately. Yes. So, what year was this? Um, I don't have a year. I'll have to. I'd have to check back with it. Just wondered if that how that like tied in with yeah city planning. Yeah. Okay. In 2018, Kobe Bryant became the first athlete and first black person to win an Oscar for the best animated short for his film, Dear Basketball. He was credited writer for the project. Well, hmm. huh. if you've not seen that, you should definitely should. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't it's either. like an Adam Jones. Yeah. Let really, <laughs> really? me tell you guys something yeah. really quick. Kobe One time Bryant. we went on a staff retreat. I'll be really quick. And um, <laughs> Jones sat us all down and made us watch a 40 for 40. Is that what it's called? 30, 30 for 30. 30. Shoot. Oh, my God. 30 for 30. 40 for <laughs> Documentary about this basketball coach. It was phenomenal. <laughs> oh, wow. I still support and it. And that was part oh of our um, was that, building. Was that enlightening? It was a good film. Valvano. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, Jim Valvano. Yeah, I learned a lot. But so Adam, that is like Jones's... Maybe yeah. Gen Z needs to watch that then. Yeah, that yeah you definitely. Dear yeah. Basketball. It's mm. cute. I'll watch it. Okay. Um, Aretha Franklin was not yes. only the first mm. African-American woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but the first woman, period, ever. That's amazing. Oh. And I think Gosh. we should all sing. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. -E Find out what it means to me. What Boys, what? Come on. I don't really sing. Neither does oh Mason. Oh my God. Yeah, neither does Mason. <laughs> oh yeah, Mason doesn't sing. So these are fun, right? You're learning a lot. <laughs> these are fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, <Okay>. right. <laughs> That's like I when your mom's this. like, you're having fun. Is everybody when, having fun? When was she, when was that, when she was inducted? I don't have dates. <laughs> oh, man. Oops. Sorry. Oh, hoopty. That's part of your job. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't. This I didn't is like a learning work. Like you got to put the work in too. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, oh okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So there's follow up to that. <laughs> yeah, follow up. Oh. Nat King Cole, also mm. a favorite, um, Plus, was yes. the first African-American to reach number one on the Billboard charts mm. and the first African-American to host his own TV show. Mm. I like I wonder, his music. Oh, yeah, I wonder, because I wonder if it was, was that like, because he did like Christmas music or like, he, is, isn't one of his, um, didn't he yes. do like, he did a Christmas, the mm -hmm. Christmas song, right? Has, That's like yeah, the yeah. famous his, version. Daughter, whatever. Did read I wonder. It. I wonder if that was what he got number one. With. On yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to continue. You have to, to get do your one, research right? like, afterwards. Who, Nat King Cole? He's, <laughs> yeah, just he's not alive anymore. No, no, no. But I mean, like his song. Oh. Kind of like the Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas." Didn't that reach Billboard heights for a little bit during Christmas time? Oh yeah, probably. Mm. Um, this is just kind of a general fact, but the hairbrush, lawnmower, cell phone refrigerator, 
and thank heavens, the air conditioner were all fruits of African-American inventors' creative laboring. Mm. I thought that was cool. That's awesome. Thank heavens. I knew about the hairbrush, thank but heavens. I love the air conditioning. Air conditioning, yep. And the lawnmower. Um, Michael Jackson snagged several Guinness World Records, including highest annual earnings for a pop star, best-selling album of all time for his classic Thriller. He also had the most Grammy Awards won in a year. He took home eight. Hmm. Wow. Incidentally, though, Beyonce holds that record for the mm. ladies. She took home six in 2010. Wow. So, Queen B. Queen B. All right. And then this last one, I'm going to get see if you guys can guess. Because I had Joe guess last night. And he got, I think, like four. So let's see if you can beat oh, Joe. Okay. Okay. So only seven of U.S.'s 615 billionaires are African-American. Only seven out of our 615 billionaires. Who are those seven? Oh, our billionaires? Mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey. Correct. Tyler Perry. Correct. Oh, get it. George Foreman. No, I don't have him on here. Um, there's like a few that you guys should know, and then a few that I had Beyonce? no idea. No, Beyonce slash Jay Z. Can we? Jay Z is. Yes. Oh, Jay is. Yes. Yep, so can we like yep. couple them or? Jay Z is. So we've got Tyler Perry, Jay Z, and Oprah. Think Jay Z than like Puff Daddy, but no. Snoop Dogg. That's yeah. Who Snoop? No, no Snoop. Oh, figured all of his Martha Stewart combos would have. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know like a lot of like obviously prominent African American people who I would know are millionaires, but yes, the billionaires get it. It's the billionaires that you don't realize. Yeah. Okay. Eddie Murphy. Nope. I, I, you see, I, 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 I have like a lot of like those running through. Right. Just like, eh, I don't know. Who like that are is like leading in like the comedy world, right? Like I mean, Cosby at one time. Who is Kim K's husband? Kanye. Yep. Hmm. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. He, um, they had on there. He has billions from music and Yeezy. Oh yeah, that clothing. See, I would think in my head like Eddie Murphy would be like she's just been around longer, mm-hmm. but right. Know. Hmm. Oh, no, these are stumping me. Okay, so we've got, we've got we got five together, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, we beat Tyler Joe. Perry, Kanye, Oprah. Who else did y'all say? Jay Z. Jay Z. You've got and four. Then, and there's three more. All right, think sports well, for one of them. Michael, not Michael Jordan. Yep, Michael okay. Jordan. Oh yeah. Yep, Michael oh, Jordan. Yeah. And then these other two, you're probably not going to guess. So I'm are just they gonna, like are like business guys. Or? They are one's an investor and one's tech services. Oh, uh, investor is it? Is it uh, Damon? Uh, no. Oh, the Shark Tank guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. No, it, I didn't. They didn't have Damon him. John. He's the Fubu. Yeah. Is that good? Shark Tank good? I haven't watched it. Oh it's yeah, intense. Shark Tank is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. The investor is Robert F. Smith. I didn't know who that was. Hmm. Um, and then the tech services is David Stewart. What did they back? What is the investor back? Do you, did it say like what they invested in? Um, yeah, I think it did. Hold on. I might have it. It, it kind of just gave me like general. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. Um, 
Oh, last, I wanted to do this fact really quickly. You, you guys might know this, but MLK, Martin Luther King Jr., improvised his most iconic speech, I Have a Dream. No way. Yes. That's amazing. So it says, the fact may be the most surprising you'll find. When King was originally drafting his speech, the dream language was considered, but ultimately edited out. Hmm. He was only allotted five minutes to speak, and he didn't think he had enough time to fit those words. When he handed the speech into the press, the words, I have a dream, were not included. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Just like so, a preacher did. That, yeah, I was about, about to, to say, say, that is yeah. a preacher, Holy Spirit <laughs> moment, right? Amen. There you go. Mm. So there are your um, black history facts. And I learned last learn. night another fact. Oh, tell us. That the lady, the dime, FDR on the dime, mm-hmm. that a black woman did the, what do you call that? Oh, like silhouette the silhouette? Of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Never the got silhouette. credit, I think, until like posthumously, but. Yeah. Yeah. Very so there you go, friends. Thanks, Hope you learned something bit... new today. Welcome to my and you class. you can study that every <laughs> month of the year. Every month yeah. of the year. Every month of the year. Yes. It doesn't have to be limited to February. No, it doesn't. That's good All stuff right. to know, though. All right, now you you guys are educated. Educated. <laughs> we have started our education, and we are ready to dive in deeper. Thank you for all of those <laughs> things. Have you heard the news? We've got an Instagram at to the table the UMCSM. Okay. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So today we're going to be talking about Jeremiah 29:11 um, as our third little piece of scripture. Um, and I want everyone to say, where have you seen this scripture the most? Hmm. On Facebook. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> yes, Facebook. <clears throat> Cards. I guess when, for graduation. Graduation, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is one of those passages that I see a lot of people use, like, fragments of it and, like, their signature on an email or, like, they mm-hmm. sign oh, it yeah. or something like that, you know, like... Cool, yeah. Or like this is my like instead know. of like the peace or blessings yeah and like sincerely I see it in like like tragedy yeah which is kind of a grief. downer but like yeah. wait explain more tragedy oh okay. just like I don't know a loved one dies or oh, something oh, oh. okay or like I've seen it like friends lose a job they're like oh it's gonna oh. be okay God has a plan for you or, oh mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. totally that's that brings in the Facebook thing okay. like yeah the Facebook that's the yeah. comment underneath the pray for me mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a sign. It's on, on my on my desk. Somebody oh, yeah. gave it to me. That's where I see it all the time. Is I see it on Hoop's desk. <laughs> well, how many times are you in the office, Adam? Very rarely, but okay. no. <laughs> it's give, it's like like on a lot of art pieces yeah. and yeah, very much like a vinyl stick on the yeah. wall. I think mm-hmm. I got it when I graduated high school, and I've just held on to it. That's so awesome. When you look at it, what do you think of? <laughs> Is this a trick question? No, this is just <laughs> it. You have it on your desk. I just, <laughs> you might get it wrong. There, we'll tell you if you get it wrong. No, there's no wrong. The podcast. I know. And then everyone's going to be like, oops. Um, I think when I look at it, I honestly see like family that's prayed for me and, mm. and cares for my future. 
Yeah, I just I think if you're carrying it around since high yeah. school, like yeah, it definitely has meaning and. But I also love giving gifts, and so when people give me like a thoughtful gift, I'm mm. I hold on to that. Yeah. Well, Did I pass or me? fail? You passed. It's your feelings. You can uh, stop it. I'm stressed. Lee. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so, um, wanted to jump in and talk a little bit about Jeremiah as a book and then Jeremiah as a person. Um, just so some of our readers, I know, um, we kind of are more familiar with the gospel and the new Testament, but we are hopping back, um, to the old Testament today. And so we'll get our mindset and our little, our little brains back into the, you know, the BCE portion. OT. The OT. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad commercial. Um, so anyway, um, Jeremiah, obviously book in the Old Testament. Um, it's according to people who are way smarter than I am, um, is a series of letters um, from Jerusalem to Babylon, uh, to Babylon, the people in each um, section. So um, for those of you who are a little rusty on your Old Testament knowledge, um, Jerusalem and um, Judah was overtaken by the Babylonians around 597 BC. Um, and in those days when you conquered a neighboring nation or anything like that, basically you would disperse and try and kill most of the culture, um, AKA this is what the Romans did. Um, and so that would cut down on all the insurrection that would cut down on riots. And if um, people were not in their hometown anymore or not able to do their normal culture thing, they were less likely um, to riot and more likely to assimilate into the bigger, larger culture. Um, so um, this as a book, as a prophetic um, oracle and a series of letters, it's the only a prophetic series of letters in our Bible, um, which kind of make it into a different thing. Um, like, you know, you have the Psalms, you have poems, and, you know, um, we have different sorts of writings. But this is a series of letters uh, from Jerusalem to Babylon. Um, and the bigger themes um, that Jeremiah uses as a prophet is that exiles to accept their fate. And the second is to know that God is at work for their ultimate good. Hmm. Um, and then he tax on at the very end the danger of listening to false prophets mm -hmm. um, and people claiming to be prophets for the Lord. Um, so Jeremiah as a book, that's a little bit of a nutshell. Um, and Jeremiah as a person um, came from a priestly family. Um, therefore, all of like Hosea and some of the older prophets were very familiar to him. Um, and so while growing up, he I don't know if decided or was called, um, decided to answer his call um, at a very young age um, as a prophet. So he was probably like 13 to 17 as a young person uh, saying, you know what, I want to be a prophet. And wow. uh, right, like, that's like what? you guys being like, let's be a prophet. <laughs> I just, that I think that just boggles my mind to yeah. say, you know what, this is my gift and here's what I want to do for the I Lord. I mean, young people are powerful. Very, yeah. very powerful. Um, so yeah, all through his life, he always called for a reform of the temple, not just, you know, spiritual structure, or not just structural or physical, um, but more in the inner spirit and ethical conduct of all the people, especially since um, in his history, he got booted from the one place where the Jewish people could gather and worship. And so he called for a more spiritual and ethical reform of the temple and all of those sorts of things. Mm. Mm. So in that light, Love um, would someone now else- you got the background. Yeah, I mean, just just a little bit of, a little schmiggitch. Um, would someone else <laughs> What read? was that word? <laughs> a little schmiggitch. Schmiggitch. Yeah. Mm. 
S H M I G E T S. It's it's more of like a just a word. It's a Kate word. You know exactly what I mean when I say it, though. Is that an onomatopoeia? It's an onomatopoeia. Adam, would you read the verse one more time before we? He doesn't have it. I uh, unprepared. No, oh, I have it. He's got it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Awesome. So, hmm. does anybody know? I feel like I'm uh, leading a Bible study right now. Does anybody know what happened before the text? Right before? <laughs> Uh, Jeremiah twenty nine ten. <laughs> oh my gosh, Gold Star Mason. Mason. You don't Mason. have to pray for us at the end that of the lesson. Good. That was man. Or like in seminary, just raise your hand. Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> the church. Uh, Jesus, God. <laughs> that was in seminary. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so there was a prophet, mm-hmm. Hananiah, who mm-hmm. basically said um, it was a false prophet, which you alluded to. It was like. Part of the letters here were saying, "Be careful of who you're teaching, who you're learning from." Mm-hmm. Right? And Hananiah said, "I think, correct me, um, like God is going to f- like free you in like a year or two yeah, years or something." Free, yeah. Um, everything's going to go back anyway. And Jeremiah is sort of calling out this that didn't happen and that false prophecy. And God, does, we do have a hope and a future in God, but it's going to come after, and that kind of comes after 29. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. of like, but here's the reality of that promise. Mm-hmm. I think, Kate, is that right? You're, yeah, you're knocking it out of the park. Okay. Home yeah. run in Adam's so terms. Yes. Gold star for Mason and for Lee. All right. <laughs> I mean, Hannah, Adam. Mason got it started. Lee I, kinda, I did get it started. Oh, yeah, 2910. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so um, we see um, within this sort of like passage, um, this chapter that um, the Israelites are in exile. I should have said yes, that. Like yes, yeah. um, Israelites are in exile. This is the letter between the people at home and the people in exile. Um, and this is Jeremiah prophesying with those letters. Um, and so he talks about the 70 years. So if you yes. read on a little bit, um, he talks about the 70 years um, and some scholars debate a little bit about if that was like actually 70 years or if he was using it as like a normal form of punishment. So if you look back in the Old Testament, 70 was normally like a lifespan or a generation gap. So whenever you see seven or 70 years is a period of a lifetime, Um, but it also kind of denoted like a divine sort of punishment that Jeremiah was alluding to Um, for an entire generation. This is, this is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. Um, we see it in Exodus. We see it in um, Isaiah. Um, and now we look at it in Jeremiah, um, which I think is kind of funny because it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. So everyone here probably won't go back to Jerusalem, but you have to keep hope in what's longer than just you, mm-hmm. which I find really, really beautiful. So these people, Israelites are in exile and they're longing for something to like, keep them going in hopes yeah. that like they're, they're turning back and they're, um, they're wrongdoing and they're disobedient. They're looking for some kind of hope of like redemption. Mm-hmm. And so here comes this false prophet saying, here, so here's how it's going to come. It's going to come this way. And just because like he was just trying to feed into the need of like needing hope. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he thought he had truth and he was like, so it's going to come in a year or two years. I can't remember what he said. And, Jeremiah goes, 
actually, no. Like, you know, <laughs> wait, wait, being wait. a true prophet, you know, here's this young person likely speaking to this older yeah, prophet. Assumably, yeah. Um, so go young person. Um, Get it. You know, kind of stands up and says, actually, I see what you're trying to do, but that's false. Here's the true promise and hope of redemption here mm-hmm. is that um, God does have a future for us and God does have a plan for us, but it's going to come in maybe a lifetime. You said 70 years, mm-hmm. so it, 70 years. Yeah. So, and here's what we have to do if we want that to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, wasn't there some stipulation about, yeah, yeah for sure. Had to care so, for the city. Or yeah. Something? He talks about um, like settling in, as an exile person and remaining in that hope. Um, so like settling in for him, um, the council to settle in and the word that the settlement is not final. Like the settling in is looking towards like your, um, captors, your exile partner, buddy, you know, whatever, um, looking for the good in them and hoping for their future and hoping for the good for them. Um, as a way to look for future and find your own well-being in yourself. Yeah. He ba- so it's like community-based? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that is important, I think. Um, it's yeah. like not written about it like individual, but it's written to like a whole group yeah. of people. But I think that's, that is really powerful that it's like, if you want, if you want the hope of, if you want prosperity for yourself, if you want hope and a future for yourself, you have to pray for that for your city and like mm-hmm. live into that, which is essentially the, mm-hmm. the directives yeah. that they're given. Um, it does say just pray for that. Like it doesn't say right. act on it, but I would imagine that means if you're praying for it, you're going to be more inclined Likely. to participate. You're more primed mm-hmm. to act on yeah. things like so it that. Goes, so, okay. So it goes to show like we are not in our faith alone. Like we are with a, a community and with a group. And when we, as a church, pray together, this is, I'm, I'm just like putting this pieces together. I'm asking you're doing, a yeah, question. You're doing great. Um, then we kind of have hope through each other. Mm. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? I think the hope comes from us hoping for the good in each other and mm. the hope and the, the well-being in each other. Gotcha. That's so beautiful. But this is not... This is not good news to them. Yeah, yeah no, well, yeah. this is awful. Well, yeah, I'm thinking about if I was there, I would yeah. be like, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Lee, and she's my friend. I yeah. don't want to be with her was, for 70 years. I was about to say, think it, what keeps like coming out to me, Kate, is you're talking and, and been kind of giving us background on this, is like the levels of like disorientation that mm. they're in, right? right. Like scattered among different communities, false pride, like all of these things just start getting layered on top of the top. Like they are so disoriented in where they are and who they are, right? More than likely. And even more so, you know, like the old saying of like, know who you are and whose you are, right? Those are probably pretty like two things in their life that are probably pretty unclear in the moment, right? Which is a result of their disobedience, right? Right. Like their own, their own doing. Yeah. You know, and like you said, like, they hear this news of like, mm-hmm. we're yes, there is a hope in a future, but that's not going to exist for 70 years, which Kate is calling a lifetime. A lifetime or a generation. Yeah. So likely you're never going to go back to, they want to go home. They want to go back to like their life and their people. And they're basically saying like, you're not, you're not going to 
get to go home, stay right here in this city and pray for it to prosper. Like this is bad news. And for all of us, like reading the old Testament, like this is not a new thing that the Israelites have Mm -hmm. had to go through. Um, it's sort of in the old Testament where God says, Hey guys, here's what's going to happen. Here's what I need you to do. The people say, got you, God, we're going to do exactly that. No worries. Um, a couple chapters later, you see (laughs) the Israelites go, actually, you know, I do want all of that gold. I do want all of that power. You know what, God, like, uh, we're going to put our deal on pause for a little bit. And God's like, okay, if you're going to put the deal, like, this is what's going to happen. Exactly what I said. Um, it's the the cyclical nature of, um, humans acting as, Humans. humans. <laughs> I always say the Old Testament would be a lot easier to read if Israel had just done it right the first time. Yeah, you know, yeah. It'd be real short. Like, yeah, real short. You know, a couple it's like books, in a scary maybe. movie. Like, don't open the is door. That what God thinks don't about go you? in the basement. If Adam would have just done yes, it the right thing. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's kind of scary too how quickly Lee jumped on that. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was thinking about myself. About she said, Adam. "Yes, it is." <laughs> yeah, it is exactly what God thinks of us, right? Like, hey. Hoops, get it together. Like, do it right this time. Come on. Um, And I think the really, like, beautiful portion in this is, like, this is the seventeenth thousand time that God has had to extend grace and mercy and Mm -hmm. another promise and another plan, another um, reiteration. And and in the end of that promise, it says there is a future for you. Like, there is a future for you. No, I mean, the frustrating word with the word future is like future is all like both a few seconds from now and <laughs> 70 years, 70 years from now. Right. <laughs> like that's, that's the, uh, to me, that's one of the hard things about reading this passage is like, oh, man, like it seems like that plan, that future, that success, that stuff, like it, we want it now instant, especially in our culture now, like a want it now instant, instant, like gratification culture, like this passage doesn't necessarily talk to that. Like No, and it's, it, it, it's just like the first one we did, it's Philippians, like it's about enduring. So we want, we want that future, but we realize that the perseverance comes through like going through the trial, like that creates something in us. Like the beauty and the formation happens in the enduring, like in the pushing through. Um, and out of that, we know what is that scripture like? And, Perseverance creates joy and joy creates... Oh, yeah. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But, like, that's that's the fruit in it is, like, the process. And I think mm-hmm. you're so right, Adam. We want, like, the end game, you know, instead of, like, the fruit and the beauty of life comes in, the, in between, like, in the middle, you know, as mm-hmm. we're, like, being formed, I guess. Discussing this, I feel like there are now a twofold promise mm-hmm. that when we say future, like, not only... Um, can you have like the blessings and peace that that are possible in the unknown and like outside of your normal parameters, AKA not being able to go to school. Like there's still peace and blessings and like all these sorts of things to live your full life, like in your outside of your normal parameters, but also there is something more, something larger than any of us can ever think of. Mm. So Mm. like as a middle school or a high school reading it, like it, does God have a plan for my life? Is that like how they're supposed to look at this like scripture? Yes, and. <laughs> I think one distinction to be made, and this speaks to your point, Kate, is like this was Old Testament. And the reality is, is we live like post this, like we live New Testament. So there, 
hope and future of like reconciliation with God, like ours has, that has been done on our behalf. So mm-hmm. like the presence of God um, is accessible us, to us in the now. Like we don't have to wait for right. the sacrifice to be made. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So. I think there's so much that we glean in this passage of reading it exactly to the point that Lee was making that like, what do we learn from this passage? There is from 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 the prophet we learn that there is a hope and a promise in the future of reconciliation. Exactly what what Lee was talking about, and what does God do? God fulfilled that, yeah, right? right? And that is the same God that loves us individually now. That God that promised for a hope and a future fulfilled that mm-hmm. for not only all of them in in that time, but also us now. And so that's the God that we serve, like. We serve a God who fulfills promise. And so we look at we look at the life of Christ and say like, well, yeah, you know, like this is the plan for us. Like the, the life of living like Christ and following Christ, like that's the plan that has been set before us. Yeah. And we're living into that plan of our lives now. So, mm, so what if now the graduation cards and the signs on the desks, should they be, um, I'm going back to the original scripture. Okay, so... Uh, the declares the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I have prospered you. I have not harmed you. I have given you a hope and a future because it's like living into like what Jesus has mm. done. It's mm-hmm. not. So there's that whole idea of es- eschatological hope, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. The, it's living among us. Like it's not this future goal. Like it the is, reality, it is, it is the present. It is now. And so, you know, when we think, Oh God has a plan for me and, and, you know, God plans to give me a hope. No, like God, we have hope. You got it, girl. We've got it. Mm. There's something like hopeful about that. I don't know. Yeah, I like the here securing. and now, but also the securing of like, it's going to continue to happen. Yeah. Because it has always continued to happen. Even the future of like making everything right in the end. Like, yeah. Right. Reconciling everything to <laughs> God's intention. Yeah. Um, one of the people That's I was good. studying um, talk about how... Um, this doesn't promise your riches or success. And um, he even put in there American culture prizes. Mm. Um, so the American like culture tells us the prizes that we want and what we need. Um, and all of those are like short term, less than 70 year gains. Um, and instead it's talking about the hope and future past, even what you will be able to experience on earth. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. Like yeah, that. the promise fulfilled might come after you. That's like Abraham, the promise yeah. land. You know, like after talking through this like this, like I like this passage more. I know. I think so yeah. too. It's yeah, better. Like, it's like it's richer. actually more meaningful now well, to yeah. me to think about it. I kind of like, got turned the, off by like it. Like in your card, you could be like <laughs> thinking of all those cards. <laughs> yeah. Still. yeah. yeah. Opening up Hannah's on the front brain. flap, like, yeah. hey, remember, out of exile, like, do do do. I'm thinking like you can be like. Yes, God has, you know, obviously God has plans for you, but he's also present with you and walking with you in this yeah. season. And yeah. that's so alone. hopeful. That's yeah. even better than just being like, oh, well, I hope I've got some plan out there. Like, there's something for me. God, I'm still searching, always God searching is for his plan. And with you. And that's just so comforting for somebody yeah. going into a different season of life or whatever it may be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And yeah, I think the comfort is you don't have to arrive anywhere to find that. Like, it's there. You know, by accepting the gift that that God has graciously given us through, you know, what we believe is the death and resurrection of Jesus, that 
it's ours for the taking like that hope mm-hmm. and that comfort we don't have to do anything to get there we don't have to I mean proof in Jeremiah he was Bless 13 him. or 14 you know like he didn't he said yes alright God I'll do this like this is where my country where my people need me to be to like speak on your sweatshirt. yes and amen yes, yes and, and amen. amen I also love that he spoke he countered like an older person who could have said I'm wiser and I know more and like I've been around the block you know like I know mm-hmm. what's and it's going to happen in two years. And here is this 13 or 14 year old going, that's not truth. Like, mm-hmm. have you seen what's going on? Yeah. Like, and being able to say, I may look young or less wise, but this is what God has yeah. you know, told me. So mm. pretty cool. Lots of hope. Yeah. Mm. All right. I like it. Oh. Thank you so much. Um, be sure that Jeremiah's 29 11 doesn't just stay in the Old Testament that still very relevant for us today and we don't have to put it through only the gospels or only paul's letters in order to make it applicable yeah it's good love stuff it. love it If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to like and subscribe and give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Thank y'all for sticking with us through, uh, well, this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening. We're at the end. And for this last uh, dessert segment, we would like to give you guys some recommendations of things that we have consumed, um, either print media or uh, visual media. Digital? Yeah, whatever. We're just, gonna, <laughs> we're just going to uh, recommend some things uh, that we personally have enjoyed over the past whenever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Adam, what would you like to recommend? Recommend. Recommend. Let me see. Well, first, I wasn't going to say this one, and then... Um, oh. Is it we, steak? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do recommend steak, though. I mean, I just... I think that's it's, a bonus. That's a bonus recommendation. I think it's great. I think it's great. You know, oh, my recommendation... My. I love I love a steak out of a skillet. You know, I love to cook steak mm. in, uh, in a skillet. Nice for that. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I love a good cast okay, iron what skillet. What was your real recommendation? Okay. okay, so my real recommendation... Uh, number one, I'm bringing this one up because Cletus brought it up earlier for me. <laughs> Uh, the, the documentary uh, 30 for 30, our oh, uh, ESPN documentary, <laughs> and there is one called Survive in Advance. It's about the um, North Carolina State I Championship team of 1983, Jim Valvano. Oh. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal documentary. Um, make you laugh, cry, you know, jump up and all down. All of All of the feelings that you want to oh, feel. Goodness. Mm. Um, we had a Survive in Advance season in our ministry, and that did push us through. Like yeah. we, we, that was a strong message for us in yeah. the time in our hmm. so, in our ministry. So, so totally uh, check that out. That wasn't the one I was going to say. This is also a throwback of something old, but a song that I've just been like repeating in my head constantly, and you should go check it out. Um, Need to Breathe. So Lee's going to love that. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lee's laughing. thinking happened? about Every time riding in the car with Derek. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, there's uh, there's a song, um, how, what album is it on? But um, More Heart, Less Attack. I just love. That, that is on uh, Rivers in the Wasteland. Rivers in the Wasteland, thank you. I just love that song. And that song like Gold came Star back Mason. up on some Gold sort Star. of playlist 
I guess last week and I've been listening to it like almost on repeat being like, ah, just, I don't know. It's so you love soul. it. I'm going to listen to that today. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic song. Lee, what is your recommendation? Okay. I have a, I have two. Um, my first is an Instagram account actually. Get it. So there is a lady on Instagram. She refers to herself as America's history teacher. She is oh. at Sharon says so. Uh, at writing this down right Sharon now. says so. Okay. She's absolutely fantastic. She is a teacher. I think that she lives in like Wisconsin or Minnesota, but she basically started this format to do like basic government like teaching when all oh. things are happening like with the election she was like i just want to give basic she is i would say as non-biased as you could be she's never ever indicated where she particularly falls in the land of politics but she will like she reads all the bills all the things that go through hmm. the system and she'll she presents like them as bullet point facts like this is what's happening so people will send her but isn't this what so and so did and she'll be like actually no that's not like that's what they said she talks a lot about media bias and she says all media is bias it's just mm -hmm. which bias that you mm. like you choose like which yeah. bias fits your narrative I have learned so much she has a government 101 class that she teaches like on zoom and she has all these people show up she doesn't like charge for it um but her husband also had like kidney failure hmm. random side note and so that was before she like got on Instagram and got famous so she has like this heart for medical debt and people who have medical debt so she has this massive following now like massive yeah, after so the it's like 400k um she raised like 50 million she through her followers, they raised $50 million to be forgiven for medical debt. $50 million in medical debt wow. forgiven because one person on Instagram was like, let's start a campaign. And there's so many people that follow her. That is absolutely insane. Mm. So she is she at Sharon says amazing. so. Yeah. Um, I think that everyone will really, really enjoy following her. My second mm -hmm. is a song that my kids love. My kids are big music. They just love music. And so we'll turn on YouTube and... My kiddo really loves the movie Soul. It's Aww. out, the new movie Soul. Oh, so good. And so the guy who um, Soul, like the Joe Gardner, the main guy, is like made after him or whatever. Um, his name is John Batiste. He's Stephen Colbert's like musical music director mm -hmm, or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, he's an, also just a solo artist. And he has a song called I Need You. And it will make your day. It is <laughs> so fun. And you'll just bebop home in your car. Bebop. And me and Sellers just bebop. We just bebop <laughs> home. We just bebop. <laughs> and we clap and we dance and it is just so good. So it's Aww. a feel good, happy song. Mm -hmm. John Batiste, I Need You. I love that. Yeah. Oops. My turn. Um, my, I'm going to recommend a band, not a song. Ooh. Which oh. some of you guys may know, but you guys know I love them, is We the Kingdom. Oh yeah, and, we do know that you love them. Um, we the Kingdom is—they are from here, a multi-generational family band, and they were—I um, guess they were like members at my home church, and so I've gotten to see them a lot. But really good, just upbeat like Christian music that makes you just want to like be like, yes, I don't know, <laughs> gets me like pumped. Um, I can just see like hoops like getting oh, ready in the morning. And there's like, one uh, song; mm -hmm. it's called "Don't Tread on Me," and it's about like the devil, like like getting away <laughs> mm. and um it just makes you feel so powerful so <laughs> listen to we the kingdom other thing i recommend which 
this isn't like anything new, but Joe and I are watching Star Wars from the beginning to the end, including the new movies. What are you doing chronological via the their we're, universe or ours? Um, we're doing one, two, three. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense in my brain if we do it like Girl, that. Girl, do whatever you need to do. Um, but we've, I've just always watched the new Star Wars movies as they came out, and I'm now watching them like in the sequence, and it makes so much more sense. <laughs> so maybe I'm a little late on that train, but <laughs> I, I recommend so that. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things. Fine. You just got to take the time to do it. Yeah. So. I love that. Uh, as someone who like puts Star Wars on just as like background... Yes, I'm, I love that she I'm puts it on his background. Mm. <laughs> okay, I don't even do that. <laughs> like, uh, I work for Home Alone. Like it's just me. So I, I just I'm I thought she said I work for Home Alone. Me too. Like and I was like, like the, the movie. movie? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I oh, know you're good. Um, so one of my recommendation um, is z-lib.org. Um, so most of y'all, um, we can, you can do it from like the Nashville library or anything like that. But, um, this is a place where you can download electronic books for free. Um, mm. and so, um, books that are like relevant and, you know, you would actually, um, have to pay me. The, um, the authors do get, um, a little cut and you can, um, donate, um, but z-lib.org. Um, for all of your reading needs. Um, Marshall French's name all over it. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Um, and then the second thing um, that has kept my brain sort of functioning um, is my gallery leather printer, a uh, printer planner. Um, I was like, you printed you that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, no. Wait, you um, made that journal? I, this is, I think, my fifth year and getting, like, it's technically like a teacher's planner, um, but... Are we surprised? Nope. No, no one is, <laughs> no, this is this is very much all of us in a recommendation yes. like nutshell. Um, but it has kept my life um, mostly organized in a spell when not everything can be organized. So hmm. those are good. Nice. Mason, what about you? Um, I got a few things. <laughs> uh, first, I guess since uh, I wasn't going to do anything music related, but. The three, there was three music things, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll look at something. And I am pleased to announce that I found something <laughs> pleased to to, uh, to recommend. Um, this is an older um, album, but one of my um, top five albums I've ever heard, top to bottom. Mm. Uh, really, really love. It's it's uh, from a band called Dawes. Oh, Yes, D-A-W-E-S, um, and their album from 2011 called Nothing Is Wrong. Mm. Oh, um, Cletus is feeling Yeah, that. I was say. <laughs> yes, there are, uh, how many songs? There's 11 songs, uh, all really, really uh, good songwriting, really great lyrics, uh, great musicality. Um, it's more kind of alternative, like, rock, I guess you could say. Um, but very, very good. Uh, it's an album that I do not get tired listening to, so mm. check it out. Uh, and the second thing I'd like to recommend is a book. I was talking to a friend last night, and she asked me what my favorite book was. And so then I looked at my bookshelf, and I was like, hmm, what is my favorite book? And one of my favorite books, I don't know if it is the favorite book of mine, but one of my favorite books is a book called Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry. Uh, you might have heard the name Lonesome Dove before. It was it was made into a miniseries in the 90s. 
uh, like a Western miniseries. But the book is like a thousand page mm. monster <laughs> of a story. What was that noise, Lee? Good or bad? <laughs> I haven't read anything but a board book. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but Lonesome Dove, if you don't know the story, it's about uh, these two uh, ex-Texas Rangers who are now retired in a South Texas town who decide they want to have an adventure again. And they want to drive cattle from South Texas all the way up to Montana. And it is their story of how they do that. And they are the best of friends. And there's a ton of different characters and side plots and all these things that culminate into this really, really beautiful story about friendship and honor. Mm-hmm. And, like, what it means to, like, make promises and keep promises. And it's just a very, very well done, beautifully written book. Um, the miniseries is good, too. But I would recommend reading the book if like you want to read. That, I was about to say, that sounds like a very Mason it's, book. I was, I was going to say, and I'm going to repeat, all of these are like very much who we are. I yeah, um, I love it. So yeah, those would be my... Sounds like uh, a good story. It is a very, very good story. Um, yeah, it, it it tugs at your heartstrings. It it tugged <laughs> on my cold, cold heart. But uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, that is, our, that is our recommendations. Um, is that it? That was it. I think so. Do we want to? Last two. Uh, yeah. Do we do some? Oh, do you have more recommendations? No, I don't. I thought you did. Oh, I mean, yeah, but oh. like you were like looking down at a list, and I thought maybe you were. Oh, I mean, I've, I, I could say another thing, but I'll save it. Maybe we'll do another recommendation. Ooh, yeah. I like doing recommendations every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, like steak. You know, yeah. it's a good recommendation. <laughs> Before we head out, um, do we want to do the three things you learned or a thing you learned? One thing you learned. One, One thing, thing you learned. learned. Ooh, yeah, not three. Yeah. I, don't... <laughs> I didn't learn that much. <laughs> Just kidding. My brain doesn't Adam. <laughs> He's like, uh. I learned. No, I, I think I learned that I actually like Jeremiah better than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it was kind of a verse I always discarded, to be honest. And it was like, you know. Mm-hmm. And now I learned that it's like, oh, I actually really like, like what this stand, like what this is. So, yeah. It comes alive. I learned that only. Six or seven of our seven, yep. billionaires in the U.S. are African American. I know. Which I don't know. That's completely surprising, considering the, like our nation's history and stuff. But yeah, I also didn't that's, know we had so many billionaires in general. Yeah, I, I agree know. with that. I know. I the biggest, which I know is my segment, but last night when I was working on it, I was like, didn't realize that MLK like kind of improvised that speech and then and I I've read that speech before but I'm now realizing how much of a preacher he he Mm, really was you know now kind of after like being in seminary and reading and yeah I don't know also if you haven't read like some of his sermons or like they're like I have a dream as good and like the most common but they're better Mm. yeah there are some good good stuff Mason, you want to go? Uh, yeah, well, I was just gonna say the MLK thing. I feel like I, I feel like I knew that at some point, um, but it was still it was still just like hearing that and and knowing the speech. It's just like, wow. I know. It, it is uh, obviously him him being a preacher. It's just like the ultimate. Well, a good example of just like the spirit taking over and That's just what like, I was gonna say. Boom. Yes, it's like it's awesome. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to clear up a cliffhanger from our last episode. Um, y'all were promised a joke. <laughs> They've all been hanging everybody, under, everybody's on, been like, waiting. the edge of their seat. Uh, yeah, obviously. And now it's not going to be funny at all because we're going to have to like rehash Oh, speaking of jokes. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, my gosh, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good one. Um, so um, as Adam was introing um, our main course last time, I laughed a lot because um, in my notes, um, looking for the context and surrounding the verse, um, <laughs> after um, our Matthew 7, 1 through 2, um, verse 3 um, talks about swine and dogs. Um, go ahead and read that, catch up on that. But um, <laughs> I have a little doodle and a personal note um, to if it fit in um, to talk about dogs getting dressed up with pearls and um, stuff like that. And then when Adam was talking about his dogs, I imagined Hurley and Patty getting all dressed up <laughs> and like with lipstick and, and it just, Pearl. it, oh it, it really, I can see that. it made me laugh. And then Adam called me out and then I had to tell this joke as my one thing and it's not even a real joke. So we love you so much and thank you for listening. <laughs> She's like, let's end this. <laughs> still I waiting get, for the joke. <laughs> I get Imagine Hurley and Patty in like pearls and lipstick and like bow ties and like. In case you just, don't know, Jonesy, tell them about your pups. I got oh, two little French bulldogs. Yeah. Hurley uh, and but, Patty. Can, can I tell a joke I heard yesterday that... Oh boy. Yes, please oh. save it. Save the sinking ship. I loved. One of my favorites. Okay. What do, you, <laughs> what do you call a sleepwalking nun? A sleepwalking nun? A what? Yeah. Hold on. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Kate's going to figure it out. A sleepwalking nun. <laughs> I don't know. Lee's face. <laughs> she was deep thought. A Roman Catholic. And we're out. Uh, and happy Tuesday. And drop by. If you've enjoyed this episode of To The Table, be sure to subscribe to keep up with us and to never miss an episode. Our hosts are Lee French, Adam Jones, Kate Orr, Hannah DeFada, and me, Mason Cavanis. Executive produced and recorded by Mason Cavanis and executive produced by Lee French. Edited by Mason Cavanis and John Provost. Mixed and mastered by John Provost. Music by Spring King. To The Table is a podcast from Brentwood United Methodist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. 